Cutting Out Early, the podcast. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. I'm in a glass case of emotion! With Max, Zach, and Alex. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! Well, we're waiting. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Another exciting edition of the Cutting Out Early podcast here on a beautiful day. A beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous day here in Southeast Michigan. 80 and sunny. I mean, what more could you ask for? What on a spring day, not much. Oh my gosh. Uh, this is Max Major. We have Alex Newth. We have Zach Montgomery. It is episode number 34 we are recording halfway to 38 right zach halfway to 38 uh we're recording on april 6 2021 here in the uh late afternoon we hope everyone's having a fantastic week taking advantage of this weather of course uh tomorrow might be a record for the uh high temperature uh we'll see i know exciting right it's supposed to be the same right 80 and sunny yeah nice i'm golfing tomorrow all right i'm I'm playing 18 holes um where somewhere my brother fox hills i think fox mm. hills hey, alex you played Thanks fox hills invite. right <laughs> oh, i didn't have any service sorry <laughs> your invites in the mail so, you've played fox I've hills heard of fox you? hills it's um gosh what what is it it's it's somewhere over on the west side of the metro Detroit area and um my brother made the tea time I'm going with uh, him and my dad and uh should be fun i'm looking forward to it. i mean it's the perfect day for it right absolutely uh, I, it's in uh, Plymouth, 4.6 stars on Google. That's not bad. <laughs> well, Alex rave, has raved about it. Not not this Alex, Alex, my brother. He's he's raved about it, and I have not been yet. Um, my brother and Dan have, and they've, they they had good things to say about it. So I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's still early. I know it's it's going to be, uh, you know, spring rules. The ground's not going to be, you know, it's going to be all muddy. Spring and- rules, what's that? Yeah, when you you know can move the ball a little bit because there's leaves uh, and you know shit and debris everywhere. You know it's it's not peak summer conditions yet, mm. but we're getting uh, I love there. Spring rolls. I, <laughs> I've, yeah, it's it actually does make it a lot better because oh, move the ball in the fairway a little bit. Yeah, a little dirt here, a little mud. You know, let's get out of here. So it can happen. <laughs> Alex knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I've I've actually it's kind of funny because I've played I played around on Sunday. Um, Sunday morning on Easter, I guess it was, and also I played um nine holes before that at St. Clair Shores, the first run of the year. So I've already got twenty seven holes in this year and a few driving rain sessions. Uh, and uh, I'm 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 starting off early. Here You're we go. almost in mid season form, man. <laughs> the trick is to be in mid season form before the end of April, and then you'll be just as bad as you normally are. So, <laughs> uh, it's all part of the fun. Uh. So we were off last week. Uh, sorry to everyone who missed the show. It's little spring break. It's okay. Yeah, we're a little Easter holiday. No big deal. But there was a lot going on. We we pushed the show back because um, the Michigan game was on um, Tuesday night, right? Yeah, yeah. They're... And then Max didn't want to talk about the loss on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That was not it. Although I was upset. I mean... <laughs> 
I was hate watching. I won't. I won't deny. You both were. I'm sure. It's okay. I mean, you can admit it. Hey, they UCLA ended up making a great run. They looked great. Even in that uh, the final four game where they lost, that was probably the best game I've seen in a long time. That that probably was the best college basketball game I have ever seen. Yeah, it was so good. Back and forth, Johnny Zhang hitting every shot. Oh my god! So I, I mean, I don't know how you could draw it up any better. Where where both teams really played nearly a perfect game. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there were so few mistakes. They were just, I mean, both teams on point making the right plays, making the baskets, passing the ball incredibly well. And I mean, it was there was never a time when you thought this game's over. I mean, yeah. right down to the wire. It was close neck and neck. I mean, uh I know Gonzaga went to halftime with a very small lead, but I mean, it was just going up and up and up and up and up uh even as can be and 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 what a finish in overtime oh absolutely i mean to have that that three-point shot uh as a buzzer beater and you're pretty much at half court yeah oh my god yeah crazy no it was fun to watch i i actually have one of my great buddies is uh, in med school went to ucla oh did he really oh my he must have been going nuts this entire tournament no yeah he was telling me he, well, both him and I didn't really watch the first round because we didn't really feel like our teams were that good then. And then yeah. UCLA kind of got on this run, and he started getting more. And I'm texting him during the game, and I'm like, dude, this is the best game I ever watched. Like, UCLA was supposed to be blown out, and they're making shot for shot. This Johnny Juzang guy is the real deal. <laughs> and then he, he's, like, freaking out. And then and, and then uh, we're, like, texting back and forth, and then the three-pointer happens. Silence. I never hear from him until the next day. <laughs> Oh, Poor guy, just devastating. I would have been so upset. Oh uh, I felt so bad for him. I was like, it was so good too. I mean, if you imagine the Spartans in that situation, oh, I would have, lo- I would have lost my mind. <laughs> I, I mean, think about. It. I mean, my God. But I mean, I would, I, I really would have to say, the best college basketball game I have seen. That's what Charles Barkley said too. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's watched a lot more college basketball than I have. Yeah. No, absolutely. And then we had the championship game yesterday. Oh my god! And it was just—it was a real disappointment. Gonzaga seemed like they were having a bit of a hangover from the Final Four game, if you ask me. Alex, did you? Um, I mean, how would you classify that game on uh, on Saturday night? Oh, that was easily the best college basketball game I've ever seen. I mean, they're just both teams playing at a high level. Not only was it close, but both teams were playing at a high level. They're both of their—they had both their offenses going so so well. And you got the uh, the tie ball game at the end of, at the end of regulation, and then to go into overtime. And I think if you start getting into like two three overtime category, then it, the game starts going downhill. You have you know marginal returning utilities or however you say it. I can't remember. It's been a long time since econ. Great term. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I understand what you mean. Yeah. So just to to end it there on a buzzer beater in the first overtime was the ending that that game deserved. Oh yeah. I mean. So spectacular, but yeah, I agree. Gonzaga looked kind of hungover playing <laughs> Baylor last night, I and mean, it looked like they kind of used up all of their uh, their offensive uh, firepower against UCLA. Uh, Suggs looked kind of tired out the bat, and it sure didn't help that Borowski uh, <laughs> fouls on him early. That sucked. That was a great way to start the game, like two fouls in the first minute. Yeah, that was horrible. That basically set them off. Like they were already down nine nothing right off the get, and then uh, it was never close. It was never close, and then Suggs followed out too, like right away, and that just ruined the first half for them. Basically, I thought. <clears throat> yeah, Boborowski needs to be 
taken off the, the <laughs> no you and that grudge was, with that ref he was no it, well it was me too i hate that guy was he bad last night it was triggering i didn't even really notice because the game was so bad you <laughs> <laughs> didn't have a chance to be bad uh, uh no but like to build off that too alex that timmy the timmy guy who was like a huge part of gonzaga's you know trip to the championship game he had like 12 points and five turnovers yesterday. I it felt wow. like every time I like would look at the game, it'd be him like dribbling the ball and then it going to the other team and Baylor's going down with a transition like you know layup. It was crazy how bad he was. It, it didn't seem like anybody on Gonzaga could grab a rebound. It seemed like every time they went up for the rebound, they'd bring it down with like straight arms and just like bounce it off their chest straight to a Baylor player or out of bounds. Yeah, yeah, or they were on the ground so much too, like. Like every time, like Gonzaga got a ball, I felt like they were on the like floor trying to like dish it to somebody, and they'd mess <laughs> up somehow. Yeah, it's. I mean, Baylor definitely forced a lot of the turnovers. They just are all over the court like a bunch of bees or something. But they yeah. are, and they played incredible. They deserved to win. Nobody was beating them last night, and no. it's crazy to think that Gonzaga still is clearly the second best team in the tournament this year. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. I and you know it would. You know, they could have got him on an off night, too. You never know. It's the beauty of the tournament. It- <clears throat> do, do you guys remember that game? Um, I think it was um, it, it was the Sunday night, like, a week and a half ago. Wasn't it UCLA and Alabama, that overtime game? Oh, yeah, that was that, a good game, too. There were, wasn't there a buzzer beater on that game, too, to send it to overtime? And then, and then Alabama just kind of shit the bed in overtime, couldn't get a basket. Yeah, exactly. Alabama made a, a buzzer beater to tie it at right. – uh, with like half a second left. Yep, that was it. And oh my god, that was intense because I had Alabama going. I, I needed them to win, but obviously uh, we we know the result there. <laughs> um, but that was another great game. I mean that that was a fantastic one. To be honest with you, I even thought the very very first game of the tournament, the the round of sixty four, I should say that Vatech game. Uh, when when Vatech uh they sent it to overtime as well, and they ended up losing. But uh, I mean that, that was against Florida, and yeah. uh, that was another like oh my. God, that was just the perfect way to start off the tournament. Um, but yeah, definitely a very surprising year. I still think the the seedings were horrible. Oh, absolutely. I, I think it was the worst year for seeing. Maybe co- can can COVID be an excuse? I don't know, but I thought it was bad. Yeah, no. It, it UCLA does not seem like an eleven seed now. That's for sure. Like it was crazy. Not, not at all. But yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? It, it, it's it's kind of funny too. Like uh, even with the you know the Michigan out and uh, the Big Ten teams out, really, like yeah. it was still fun to watch. Oh sure, you know, except until the championship game, and Gonzaga missed out on the perfect season. Uh, they ruined it on the last game. They were so close. The last team to do it was Indiana in, in 1976. So. Has it been that 76? Yeah, it doesn't happen too often. Oh my god! And they they blew it. <laughs> they absolutely blew it. Ugh. Well, um, I will congratulate uh, yours truly from going from dead last, I mean down in the gutters last, uh, to the very tippity top. What, I mean, hats off to me. Hats off to me. I'm pretty sure I replaced you in the gutter, so I didn't even look after the first weekend because oh, my man. was so bad. That was abysmal. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, I hate to say it, but I... I had, like, the lowest points and the lowest potential <laughs> right off the first weekend. I mean, pretty... Well, no, I mean, my potential was always high, which is, I guess, why I won, but it was just at the very start, I was in, like... At one point, I was in the 1.9 percentile. The entire fucking country, here I am, down in the... Dumps. I mean, it was just 
awful. I I, I I thought I thought I was done by um by the time the first day was over. I thought, oh my god, what a disaster this is. I, I oh Jesus, I'm done. <laughs> I, oh man. But uh, Alex, you you uh, didn't you have a run at the very end? Maybe not. Uh, I had a chance. I had a chance at the end, but it came down to that Arkansas Baylor game, which oh yep, which was never going to go Arkansas's way, but. I kind of had hopes for the must bus and thought maybe, you know, if something weird happens, at least I have a diff, you know, something that's different from everybody else's bracket gives me a chance. Sure. Cause I had Gonzaga winning just like a lot of people. So I needed something, you know, with high point potential mm-hmm. to, to kind of give me the edge. I thought maybe that'd be it. You know what I just, real- choice. you know what I just realized? I had Baylor going out in like the second round. Oh, Zach. To North Carolina. What a horrible take. <laughs> I remember you telling me that, and I was like, that, that's not going to happen. You're not only crazy, you're dumb. And then he never had a take on college basketball again. Well. Just awful. Just awful. Horrible. I, Zach and I were kind of talking before the show, Alex. We were trying to see how many of your predictions came true in this tournament because we had that first show where it was talking about like the number of underdogs getting to the second round and and uh the number i mean those seeds there like what the actual stats are like i wonder how this year stacked up to the uh to the averages or kind of what you said well you had four ones in the in the final four so yeah i guess that's a good (laughs) wait you mean two ones and 11 four ones yeah (laughs) hilarious hilarious well i do remember saying that the average number of one seeds in the final four is like 1.7 or something like that so we were were pretty close and then the average number of two seeds is i think 0.6 so we had one of those and i said the average sum of the final four i think i said is 11 so we were a little bit over that yeah um i said that the the number of double digit wins in the first round would be six and it ended up being nine two uh two double digit seed wins in the second round but it ended up being four uh i thought i heard somewhere that there was a record this year for like the total number of total sum of the seeds that made it to a certain round but i don't have that stat off the top of my head i would believe so when was the last time a double digit seed uh was in the final four I mean, that was it. It was VCU. VCU had a playing game that made it to the Final Four. What year was that? Um, that was a long time ago. Can somebody find that stat, please? I feel like that's a really interesting. I, stat. I'm pulling it up. I just don't. I I can't remember the last time. A a double digit seed. But anyway, um, let me know when you find it. But it it was it was quite the tournament. Um, uh, congratulations to everyone who won their brackets. What's that? 2011. But they were uh. Yeah, it was 2011. They were 11 seed VCU in, the play, in the playing game. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, uh, congratulations to everybody who somehow managed to win their brackets. I know it's it's so fun. Man, is, it... <laughs> is there anything better than, than, than March Madness in, in watching so, these games? So, since 1985, there have been five double-digit seeds to make the Final Four. 11 seed LSU in 86. 11 seed George George Mason in 06, 11 seed VCU in 11, uh, the number 10 seed Syracuse in 2016, and the number 11 seed Loyola Chicago in 2018. Oh, yes. Wow. And then, of course, UCLA this year. There we go. No kidding. Well, that's pretty good. 
Okay. Well, um, that's the fun of March Madness. But before we get off the sports a bit, and by the way, we do have a lot to get into today. There really is, and we're also trying to keep it kind of a short show. Um, <laughs> we'll see fun how packed. we'll see how much we do of that. But I know, I know, not everyone's the biggest baseball fan, which is kind of crazy to me. I think it's really because last year was just a weird season. The Tigers have been shit. I mean, they really have for the past few years. It's it's been bad baseball to watch, but now uh, they've played five games and they're three and two. So oh, yeah. it's at least a little bit of hope. And today's game uh, went into the tenth inning, and um, I, I know you guys told me you didn't watch, but man, oh man, was it a good game! It was three to three uh, when they went into extra innings. Uh, Tigers playing uh, Minnesota. And they ended up they ended up winning four to three in the bottom of the tenth with Akil Badu, the kid, the new kid, hitting the driving uh the game winning hit. Yeah. And, and and drove in the game winning run in the bottom of the tenth. And and this guy who he was a um what do they call it? A um um a rule five uh, a rule five player who who never played he was like in, in single A. Mm-hmm. He was in single A. The Tigers brought him up through Rule 5 in the MLB, and he was able to get into the majors here with the Tigers. His first at-bat with the Tigers in the major leagues. The very first pitch, a home run. Boom. Yeah. I mean, what a way to start off a career in the major leagues. Uh, yesterday, when they uh, got annihilated by the Twins, I mean, I don't even know the score. It was it was bad. But he got a grand slam um, towards the end of the game. I think it was in the ninth inning. And then today, with the game-winning hit, um, it's just fun. It's, it's exciting to see a, a spark of positivity on the Tigers. Well, they're 3-2 and two right now. Yeah. Mean, they've played some pretty good teams. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's the that's Indians true. and uh, do they change the name yet? <laughs> Not yet. We have a year. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and the Twins and the Twins. Yeah, the Twins aren't as good, but I, I the Indians are one of the better teams. Well, the year. Indians have had the Tigers number for years and years. I mean, oh my God, it's it's been it's been very bad. Uh, but uh, we were able to get out of that series. I believe it was a uh, two to one series. And um, here we are. So, I mean, I understand that most people say that the Tigers have no chance this year, that they're still rebuilding. Um, but, you know, it's the beginning of a season. It's it's still that time when you can really root for them before it's like, oh, just start tanking. I'm getting sick of that comment. I mean, I really, I know it's like the right things to do for, but for any team. Oh, we've had so much I, of it. Am I the only one who's just getting <laughs> so sick of this? Like, it's halfway through a season and, and I'm just rooting for the team to tank. I mean, I get like... We just need some good teams around here. Sometimes it's the right move, but that's not fun. How is that? That's not... You're you're not enjoying yourself when you're watching sports then. It's just... You're paying it forward. (laughs) The the way I see it is I watch so few Tigers games, and there's so many games in a season that if I end up watching the Tigers, I want them to win at least the game I'm watching. (laughs) If over the, like, span of the season they end up you know, losing enough games to get a good pick because they're so bad anyway, then so be it. Yeah. But if I'm watching the game, I want them to win because it's not like I'm watching all 162 games anyway. I understand what you mean. Go get them, Tiger. <laughs> so that um, that's the Tigers, and we'll be keeping an eye on them. I, I, I love baseball. I remember when the Tigers were good back when we were in high school. I, I wouldn't miss a game. I, I went mean, to the World Series they were in. Ooh! I know, it was nice. 
It was really cold, actually. But yeah, it that was, was cool. where they got swept in four games. Four games, yeah. Yeah, I think it was. I was supposed to go to the game game five. Oh, were you? Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. JB mm, was gonna pitch. Who just? Do you remember you saw Pitt? I know. No, I I wasn't very into the Tigers back then, but yeah, you uh, just we got ah, world, ah, just taking it along. The World Series. Hey, I was Ugh. very grateful. You know, I enjoyed it. Fine, I'll go, but I won't like it. No, I, I remember being really into it back then too, but I feel like it might have something to do with just having the time to watch them because they play in the afternoon half the time. And they play every day. And that's just a lot of time to commit to one team. I know. I mean, well, I mean, it's the afternoon now in April because they usually think that the nights are going to be too cold to play, which in most cases it is. But, I mean, not this week or today. Um, by the way, this was the um, game-winning hit. You got just it! Just like that, the Hollywood script continues! <laughs> Akil Badu wears a crown to give the Tigers the win! Wow, what a call. How do you feel about the, um, the Hollywood story? <laughs> it really, it's a wild story, man. Uh, how do you feel about when they go to extra innings, they start off with a man on second base? Oh, it's second. I thought it was first. No, 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 no. I kind of like it. Those baseball games can go on forever, especially oh, sure. if they, if they, you know, are too offensively inept team. Today's was what? Four hours and like 15 minutes or something. I mean, that was a yeah. long game. It's way too long for everybody. <laughs> I mean, it's, for the it, record, Badu is batting 500 with two home runs, six RBIs, and an OPS of 1750. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's gonna come down. <laughs> yeah, no way. Well, I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm hoping not. He's only had eight at bats. Well, I know, but uh, it's it's a fun story at the moment. Um, so I'll be keeping an eye on the Tigers. Now, how about this stat? The Tigers are one and two in games that Badu plays. So, I don't know. Is he really that? Yeah, good? no. The, this walk-off yeah. win was his first win. I guess he's so. trying. He's trying his best. He is trying. Yeah, it's <laughs> too bad. I mean, the home run. He he. It's a home run. His his first pitch. His first pitch that he sees. And they lose. They lose. He hits a grand slam. And they lose. In the ninth, <laughs> when they're down like eleven to nothing. And they lose. Oh my god, it was a abysmal game. Holy shit. Uh, but uh, finally gets the win today. He, so he came when his number was called. Congratulations. Um, maybe maybe he's trade bait. Maybe that's it. Well. <laughs> I'm not so sure how much a Rule 5 guy could be trade bait, but, uh, you know. Nah, just keep him now. Oh, yeah, of course. That'll of course. He's a, he's a spark. He's a, he's a positive energy. Um, before we get off the uh, the sports topic, we do have the Masters this weekend. Um, obviously, as a golf fan myself, and Alex, I know, as a golf fan, uh, who love watching golf. It's a great weekend, and we're very excited for it. I'm, yeah, I'm no, even people who don't watch golf, it's a great weekend. Do people who don't, I mean, do they, I mean, I'm actually kind of curious if, if there's a lot of people out there who, who may not play golf or not really watch golf, will they be watching the masters this weekend? Is it one of those events that everyone tunes in for, or is it still like, oh, it's golf. I'm not going to get into golf. You know, it's, you have it on in the background. I mean, you might not watch it like, you know, every, every, what is it? Stroke or whatever, but you're not going <laughs> to every stroke. Okay, sure. I mean, you could say that. Sure. Obviously, I don't watch it every stroke either, <laughs> um, but you can have it on the background. I'm pumped. Jordan Spieth. I want Jordan Spieth. I saw you won. He um, finally put a decent round of golf together last weekend. Yeah. After years and yeah. years of, of just like 
lowering expectations for him. For Two himself. or three years, yeah. It's, it's Four been years a while. since his last victory. Isn't that wild, man? He won the Masters, Alex, um, 2014, 2013, right around there. Something it was our like freshman that. year of college, I think. Was it? Okay. He so was supposed to be the next been Tiger. 20, that would have been 2014. Yeah, and he was supposed to be like the next Tiger Woods. And, and that went down. And that went down. Well, he kept on he, more recently. He kept on blowing them like leads in the on Sunday, right? He was on the last round. Well, I mean, he on those strokes. <laughs> he well, okay. So his his downfall started off where he really couldn't uh, uh, commit to the fourth round, and it would he would just drop off. Yeah, and, and, and there'd be nothing there. But I mean, recently he hasn't even been in contention at all. Mm. So it, it's been bad. But I mean, obviously last weekend he got the win. Um, we'll see what can happen this weekend. I still uh, love watching Bryson DeChambeau. I, I just can't get enough. I can't get enough. I know he's kind of a love hate guy. Uh, there's a lot of people out there who just can't stand him. Uh, but I, I I can't get enough. I'm rooting for him hard. <laughs> I mean, big time, big time. It's just fun. Did you see to the clip watch. of him on the? Uh... At the practice uh, yeah. range today, <laughs> he was just blasting. It looked, like he, it looked like he's gonna break his ankle on his follow through. <laughs> well, he's just swinging so hard. He was hitting a drive like every like ten seconds or fifteen seconds. I mean, just going back and forth, get a new ball at the tee, hit it, and just I mean, he's nailing these shots yeah. as, as, just as hard as possible. Um, but but it's it's so impressive so so he's there i mean it, it alex at that point it's pretty much like a workout you're you're just getting into the rhythm and and really trying to get a workout at that point if you're hitting balls that frequently uh yeah that's that fast <laughs> exactly so but he i just don't f- get it he's a clown i don't alex why do you say that they've always had that in golf though the big guy who always has a drink in his hand. You know what I'm talking about? The blonde hair. What's that guy's name? John Daly. John Daly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've always yeah, had Bryson the clowns. Bryson DeChambeau is the furthest thing from Don, John Daly. It, it's a totally different game. It's a. I mean, it really is. But but what DeChambeau has done is is taken certain elements of the game and and just capitalized on them more than any other player. And, and yeah. very specific elements, like hitting the ball 350 yards and doing it consistently and, and just being um, uh, so, so powerful on his shots. Uh, yeah, Bryson DeChambeau is kind of doing to golf what a lot of players have been doing to baseball lately, just focusing on the home run, the big ball. I mean, he's just trying to be like, you know, to be the best golfer. He had to pick a category to be the best at. And he picked longest drive. Hmm. The well, I mean, what are the most satisfying things in golf, though? Long drives and long pots, right? Like the most, the best things to watch on TV are the really long pots and the really long drives. Yeah. Well, I I like the approach shots. Oh, big approach shot guy. Because <laughs> it's the approach shots where you make up your strokes. It really is. It is. That's true for anybody. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, but then again, I'm a freak. I like every aspect of the game. I personally appreciate sand shots the most because I just can't do them. <laughs> and it's one you do a lot. <laughs> I, I wish I could do uh, better sand shots. It's just a matter of uh, trying to stay out of there. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, before we get off the, um, the, the sports really quick, I know this isn't really sports, um, but some people might consider it sports. Aaron Rodgers is hosting Jeopardy this week. So anyone wants to see how Aaron Rodgers does at hosting? Uh, is he on right now? 
Um, he'll be on in a half hour. Oh, half hour. So, I, well, I, I, I for one consider Jeopardy a sport. So, yeah, this is definitely <laughs> in the sports category. Uh, he was trolled by um a contestant last night, um when they were doing Final Jeopardy. I don't know what it was, uh, but uh one of the contestants wrote, uh, "Who wanted to kick that field goal?" And um, yeah, I, the, in Final Jeopardy, right? It was that NFC Championship game that was the reference to. Um, it was um, when they Green played, Bay was playing um, against Tom Brady. Yeah, Tampa Bay. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I don't even remember the specific play. Well, no, they decided to kick a field goal on fourth down instead of going for a touchdown and a two-point conversion to tie it or okay, something like okay. that. They wanted to kick the field goal and then hopefully stop them or get a onside kick or something instead they didn't trust aaron Rodgers to to pick up the fourth down uh, a sick burn yeah it was really stupid they were on like the <laughs> five or seven yard line there were over two minutes left they should have gone for it to try to score because you know they were gonna have to uh have a stop on tampa bay within the two minute warning anyway so they might as well you know if they mess up then they do it you know on the two yard line or whatever with them backed up but instead no they kick a field goal which didn't even seem like the statistically smarter thing to do. What did you think of Aaron Rodgers hosting his 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 hosting abilities? Eh, I wasn't that <laughs> impressed. I mean, I think he's really good for an athlete. Uh, I don't think there are a lot of athletes for one that of those, good for an athlete uh, for one of those people. <laughs> I don't know. Being on TV is a lot different than being a star athlete. That's true. That's very true. We'll do it live. <laughs> and I don't know. He he just kind of. I don't know. He doesn't have a lot of personality, I guess. He He's very kind of just like even keeled, very monotone, just like, yes, that's correct. But do you need... Next question. Do you need personality to host Jeopardy? Are you watching for personality? Just a little something. A little something. Trebek had a little something. You know what I think he's doing, though? I think he's I think he's flexing on the Packers. <laughs> he's flexing on the Packers. I think, yeah, I don't understand this take. I need you to explain it to me, Zach. So, so the Packers are... They obviously need him as their quarterback. Maybe not in the far future, but in the near future if they want to succeed. They just drafted uh, Jordan Love as his potential replacement in the first round last year. And my take is that he's kind of walking around and and showing everything he can do besides play football because he knows the Packers need him now. <laughs> and they've kind of disrespected him by drafting his replacement already. Kind of what they did for him for Brett Favre. I don't know. That's kind of my take. And he's taking a shot. Also, there is, team. there's also some rumors going around that Jordan Love was really bad in practices last year. So not only did they draft his replacement, but his replacement doesn't seem to be doing so well. Oof. So now he's he's all upset and he's playing the, you know, I'm the big quarterback, what were you guys thinking sort of thing. Well, I guess it's a possibility. And he could he could do anything. He could play football for another team or he could host Jeopardy. He doesn't need you. I also they were having a discussion on the radio. That sure is a mystery. They were they were in a discussion on the radio uh this morning about it and they were saying that the the money might actually be better in Jeopardy. Do you think really? it would be better? I don't, maybe like maybe like advertisements and 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 such. You could make more money as the host. I can't imagine he's making what is it, forty million a year? Um, Trebek. No, doesn't Judge Judy make something crazy like that? Oh yeah, she's like one of the richest females on television. Uh, it said that Trebek made ten million dollars a year. 
as hosting. Well, he should be making – Aaron Rodgers is making more than that as a quarterback. But you could yeah. do that forever. So maybe it builds up over time. Oh, sure. Get invested and you yeah. know, let it grow. Sure, why not? Well, yeah, yeah. And, you, I mean, he can probably play football for another what? Maybe six years how, at the how, most. How old is he right now? He's like 37, 39 or something like that. But 30, he could do – he could host 37. Jeopardy. 37. He's he could, 37. He could host Jeopardy for the rest of his life. I wonder how much longer he's going to play. Well, Tom Brady's going to play football for the rest of his life, so I don't see the difference. <laughs> That's true. You just got to get on the uh, TB12, uh, buy that book, drink some smoothies, yeah, have some massages. Zach's favorite book. No strawberries. No strawberries. <laughs> exactly. Great read. I mean, take it from from, from the man himself, himself who is uh, defying the laws of nature by continuing <laughs> to play quarterback, one of the hardest jobs in the world uh, in his mid-40s. Yeah, it's it's true. true for him. It's It's really incredible. But, hey, he doesn't need the Packers, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Have you guys seen a lot of the other uh, guest hosts so far on Jeopardy? I, Alex, I saw Dr. Oz for a bit. Um, I've seen, I've probably seen all of them, at least pieces of them. So who's your favorite so far? Well, I, I, you know, to be honest with you, I was not a big fan of Ken Jennings. I don't know if that's a hot take or not. Um, but I just didn't think he did a very good job. I thought he was very awkward. I could not see him hosting. Uh, that guy who's like the executive producer or whatever who came right after Jennings, uh, he was great. And he's just like a – I mean, he's nobody really knows his name or who he was or is. But, I mean, he's a pro and he did a really good job. Um, I'm trying to remember the other. I, there was a period where I wasn't watching that much, but Doctor Oz. I, people gave Doctor Oz shit. I thought he did okay. I really didn't see what was so wrong with him. He's just a fast talker, but that's just how he is. So, but I mean, the producer, the whatever his name is, I don't even know his name. Uh, who is right after Jennings? He did a good job. Yeah, I agree. The producer's been my favorite. I think Aaron Rodgers might honestly be the worst. <laughs> really? I didn't really care for Dr. Oz either, but he at least had a little bit more personality than Aaron Rodgers. Well, I don't Maybe know. Ken, Ken was okay. Is. I agree. He was kind of awkward. Oh, Mike Richards, by the way. Mike executive Richards. producer of Jeopardy. When are they going to pick He's the executive someone? producer of Wheel of Fortune, too. Wow. Oh, my God. What a monopoly he's got going. That's, that's impressive. When, when are they going to pick somebody? I don't know. How long is this guest hosting going to go? It's a it's a pretty sweet gig, too. Oh, yeah. They record, like, two weeks' worth of episodes in, like, one day or something it, like that. It's, I know they record... I watched a, a stupid documentary about Jeopardy. <laughs> um, <laughs> leave it to me to do that. <laughs> but they say that they record the entire week in one day. Yeah. Like, five episodes in, in one day. And they take like a break after the the third episode, do two more to finish out the day. Uh, so, it, yeah, Can you that's, a, that's a nice gig. No Ten kidding. million for that. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, watch out. Oh my god! If only, right? If only. If only that professional golfer um, and Vanna White's job. Yeah, just has to turn letters all day. What, I mean, <laughs> hardly talks. Just says hello and goodbye and a little funny banter, but you know what a what a gig. You got to get the wave down. Oh yeah, the the display like hand motion, you know. <laughs> all that talent, <laughs> all that work. I mean, she's put in so many hours. I'm sure just working with her wrist, <laughs> getting the hand ready for the letters and making sure that they light up properly. I'm sure she has to practice. <laughs> Wrist exercises, Alex. Come on now. Just okay. silence. 
<laughs> he's putting in the work. <laughs> um, did did anyone sign up for um, Bad Babies Only Fans? No, I I don't really know who Bad Baby is, so you'll have you to. You know who she is. I mean, I know who she is, but you didn't sign up. I only know of her her famous one line where she's like, "Catch me outside." That's all. That's that's who she is. Okay, she's a rapper too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She did. She does have a. She well, did that that hot bitch song. Yeah, hold on. I'm gonna pull it up. Yeah, um, you spell it B H A D B H A B I E, just in case anyone's wondering. <laughs> um, I, this is. I mean, her real name is Danielle Brigoli. Um, and oh. yeah, she. I mean, she. The only reason she's famous is because she was on Doctor Phil talking about uh, her mother. Um, it was her and her mother on on stage, and how like the cops were called on her dozens and dozens of times. Like, and it's just like she's a menace. She's an absolute menace. And she was on Dr. Phil to try to fix it, and she gives the line, Catch me outside! How about that? <laughs> and all of a sudden, she's just a superstar, so obviously that's going to make her become a rapper. And she was, what, like like 16 when she was saying this or something? And and now she's 18. The Like, the day or two after she turns 18, she starts an OnlyFans. Nice. Which, I, who's buying these? I don't know. Who's signing up for these? <laughs> I have no idea. D- does this make sense to you? Who 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 is doing this? <laughs> she did the song uh, Gucci Flip Flops. Do you know that song? Yeah, I, I've heard that song before. Um, this is it's her second best song, her <laughs> second most popular, I should say. This is Habish, uh, B I C H. Gucci Flip Flops has a really funny line in it. This is a. Music- At least she spells everything phonetically. <laughs> Get to the song. There she is. Oh my god, Ronnie. White Jays, white Porsche, white wrist, white horse. High bitch, high bitch, high bitch, high bitch. I do not sniff in the roll it. It do not jump when I pull it. I do not run, I reload it. It's from 2017. She must have been 14 on Dr. Phil then. White horse, high bitch, high bitch, high bitch, high bitch. Do Gucci flip flops. Is this a good song? No, this is really bad. They're all really bad. No, just please stop. Who's listening to this? Who Who is listening to this? Uh, let me play Zach's favorite song. It's not my favorite. I, I, I remember it coming on and me laughing because it was so bad. It was hilarious. Uh, Here we go. This is the YouTube. This is not the. Uh, this is the music. official music video. Oh, I've never heard this before. Oh, here you go. This is the song. With Lil Yachty. Lil Yachty. Oh yes, it does have Lil Yachty. Gucci flip flops, fuck you, hit your bitch in massage. This a big watch, diamonds dripping off the clock. Two to six out, winter time, dropping the top. Give it to they pussies, turn this shit up a notch. Gucci flip flops, fuck you, make a kick rock. I, I don't. Here, wait, here it comes. Oh no, never mind. Maybe it's a little later. Oh wait, no, here it is. She just, you just dropped over my favorite line. What happened? What line? She talks about how she's. <laughs> that's my line. Never mind. That's it. <laughs> All right, we can stop. Zach, this is horrible. I know it is horrible. This is horrible. I didn't say it was good. <laughs> How do you listen to that? You don't. <laughs> okay, let me ask. 
who is am I am I turning into old guy here? I, I realize that I'm I'm 25. I don't think I'm that out of it or that old. I'm not like you know I I, I do like rock and roll, but I get new music. I don't get this. No, who, it's just who's, trash. Who's listening? There's just it, there's was always was this trash. a hit? Was this a hit? Like was this was no, this like a top 40 station? I don't think so. I don't no. think so. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was not. This is because she had a name. She got a label. She had a name. So, so Danielle Brigoli started an OnlyFans account and broke an OnlyFans record on April 1st when she racked up more than $1 million. $1 million in just six hours following her debut on the risque subscription-based website. Um, It's just, I mean, this is... This is the reality. She beat out uh, what's her name, Bella Thorne. Oh yeah, she. Did. Why is it? Isn't everyone pissed at this now? Did <laughs> well, she no, even she, show anything? She probably gave them a real product. Or you think something. so? I don't know. I would assume that's why no one's upset. She shared a photo to her Instagram account. People are just too embarrassed to admit they spent money on. <laughs> why would you? Who's buying this? I don't know, man. She posted a picture on her Instagram account, appeared to show her total earnings from the not safe for work site at just over a million dollars. Um, and 750,000 from subscriptions, over 250,000 from DM payments and over 5,000 in tips. I'm good for her. How much in subscriptions? Um, $757,000. Oh $1,000. Uh, so yeah, the what previous the... holder of that record was former Disney star Bella Thorne, nice. who earned more than a million dollars in her first 24 hours on OnlyFans in August of 2020. Uh, she was met with swift backlash from sex workers who rely on OnlyFans as their main source of income. Uh, Thorne has since apologized, but uh, how do they feel about Bad Baby now? I don't know. She turned 18 on March 26, just one week before launching her account. Her 18th birthday Instagram post was flooded with comments. <laughs> when she joined OnlyFans. Oh my god. <laughs> what creep is on Bad Baby's Instagram account going, oh, she's 18 now. When's she going to be on OnlyFans? Oh my fail? god. What type of person does that? I don't know. She made a million bucks. Hey, yeah, you're uh, 18 now, right? When, when are you going on OnlyFans, huh? Huh? You better hurry up. I'm waiting for you. Yeah, I'm waiting for you on OnlyFans. That's, that's pretty weird. Flooded with comments. Oh my god. Um, her rush to get on the platform and the comments encouraging her to do so have been a source of major backlash. Um, she wrote an Instagram caption, um, saw your 6 million comments and now I'm answering your call. We breaking all the rules. She wrote it in an Instagram caption. Um, did you see her, um, her Instagram teaser video? No, and I don't really want to, to be honest with you. (laughs) It's the whole, the whole thing is bizarre. I mean, it's really just strange. Uh, but apparently um, that's how you make money in 2021 when you turn 18 and you uh, go on Dr. Phil and act like a complete moron. Everyone's got to get a start somewhere. <laughs> Catch me outside. So, Catch some me people outside. get small loans of a million dollars and some people go on OnlyFans. <laughs> well, uh, she did it in six hours, so uh, good for her. I, I guess that's capitalism. Take it is. advantage. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I wonder if she'd be interested in the scholarship from Lake Superior State. She doesn't need it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, she could pay for it herself. 
That's true. That's true. She might. I mean, I wonder if she's going to go to school. I mean, she is 18. She should, uh, is she applying to colleges right now? <laughs> <laughs> Invest in yourself. <laughs> what, what, what is this story? I didn't put this in here, but I'm, I'm reading it right now. Um, I have no idea. So, so I saw this. Um, so uh, this story kind of all started back in 2019. Lake Superior State, which is up in the Sioux, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Lakers. So, yeah, so back in 2019, they began offering the world, the country's first cannabis chemistry program where people can go and study the chemistry of cannabis. Um, and just recently, a Hazel Park-based testing lab if you have the story up, you can uh, tell me what the name is. I don't have it here in the notes. Steadfa- Hazel Park Steadfast Labs. Testing Lab is now offering a $1,200 scholarship for students who are studying in the uh, cannabis chemistry program uh, with, um, I think it said they have preference for Wayne and Oakland County uh, residents who go to Lake Superior State. Uh, and I, I just thought it was interesting. I thought it was funny. I had never heard of a cannabis chemistry program. Um <laughs> What do you? What, so like, I mainly wanted to get Zach's take on it as as a science student. As <laughs> a science student in my biochemistry, I wonder if I still would have gotten into med school with a with a degree in chemistry of cannabis instead of biochemistry. That'd be interesting, huh? Uh, I don't. I actually, when I saw this story, I was actually like, I thought it was a great idea. It's like it it shows the the, the college adapting to the market. It's like a degree that's going to be useful in the now. You know, it's like a market that's on the way up. It's a it's amazing where this has evolved compared yeah. to like you know even ten years ago. Now now there's a an entire degree focused around this <laughs> from Lake Superior State of all places. Even like five years ago, this would have been unheard of. I wonder if they got their inspiration. Um, <laughs> oh, nice from this. Oh, that must be him now. Yes, I'm with the state testing board. Is this Integrity Farms? <laughs> Name's right there on the sign. Come on back. This is our first student. <laughs> so with this vesting device, I can check Howling. not only the THC levels in your product, but also detect any impurities and give you a final score based on overall chemical makeup. <laughs> Yep, that's good shit. <laughs> now, let me test the levels in your organic house blend. <laughs> yep, that's good shit. <laughs> exactly. Now, I what about it. the Tegrity Jungle Bud? Oh, Let's my. test it out. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah? Whoa. Yeah? I don't know what integrity is, but that is some good shit. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's that's what they're doing at the uh, at the Lake Superior State newly opened cannabis center. For Absolutely perfect. That had to be an inspiration behind this entire program. I mean, come on. Uh, that's the grades. The grade is that's good shit. That is one of the grades you can get from them. I feel like the the Cannabis Center for Excellence is probably just like a 2006 Honda Civic parked like in an empty church parking lot. <laughs> I wonder if there's a final paper in one of the courses, and there's been students who go up to the professor and professor, I you know I I, I was gonna do the paper, but I, I just got a little high and forgot. And then the press professor puts his hand on the shoulder and say, "Son, that was the test." <laughs> <laughs> done your work they want the best students they need a 3.0 or higher to apply man 
That's hilarious. Hey, hey, you know what? Good for them. Ma- make it a business. They're, they really are, and they're, they're making it a career now. The chemistry. They do say here the cannabis industry is expected to create more than 500,000 jobs by 2022. I mean, for real, in terms of like an investment, I mean, I mean, some of those like cannabis stocks are exploding right now. Yeah. It, it's, it's just really incredible. It's obviously just becoming more and more accepted across the country and here we are. Schools offering degree. I mean, are, are they are they the only ones offering this degree right now, or are, are there more universities that are are trying to create something? I would have to imagine this is going to be copied. Well, all I saw was the free article about the scholarship. I don't even know if it's a degree program per se. It might just be like a set of classes. I'm going on Lake Superior State's website right now. How much is there to learn? <laughs> How much we just testing? saw it right there. We how saw much, one of the professors. <laughs> how much testing? How much testing could you possibly do before you're just done? Oh boy! Before you're cooked. Oh boy! Before you're cooked or before you're high? Baked. <laughs> yeah, baked. It's it really it really is incredible. So that's Lake Superior State. But that's I mean, hilarious. do they have a page on their website about the entire system, Alex? The entire program? yeah, I'm pulling I'm pulling it up. <clears throat> I, uh, I I'm on the cannabis chemistry page right now. <laughs> Cannabis chemistry page. Who would have guessed? Oh, is it a degree program? There you go. Wow. There you go. That's incredible. Unreal. Is there one? If, do you have you ever heard of one for like like beer or like alcohol? Well, I mean, I, I've heard that, of like wine tasting classes or something like that, but I've never aren't heard there of brewmaster degrees or something. I remember when I was in uh, in Michigan Tech, and I was working. It was my first year, and it was our um, we had like an engineering project and. The entire project was the the brewing process for for making beer hmm. and how it actually worked in a real brewery and the, the entire system that's set up for it. So I mean, it wasn't a degree or anything, but it was a big project of mine. And I'm I'm sure there's got to be like brewmaster degrees or, or something out there, right? Maybe you would have to think so, or like distillery degrees for 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 spirits or something like that. I'm sure there is. So, in all fairness, I'm looking at it now. It's it's basically a chemistry degree, but they have four classes that you take in your in your program that are specifically focused on cannabis chemistry. So it's kind of like a like a a minor a concentration or, yeah a concentration yeah or a concentration yeah. for your chemistry degree, which I guess is what I anticipated it to be. Does it say how many people are enrolled? No, oh, it's a good question. Uh, well, have you? There's one. There's. I'm looking at this right now. There's at Western Michigan. There's a sustainable brewing degree. Oh, so of you're Western. Yeah. Of course. Wait a second. Wow, it says there's a 16 to one faculty to student ratio. I think they got their numbers mixed up. <laughs> well, that's understandable for that program. I mean, you know, that's an easy mistake, right? <laughs> it happens. Uh, will you be investing in the? Uh, trampoline desk anytime soon oh i saw this i i saw this this seems crazy to me this is the dumbest idea i've ever seen and i I see a lot of dumb ideas this is this is so stupid can you work standing up yeah i have i have before covid my desk at at um at at gm was um a a desk that like raised and lowered yeah there were some times i'm like oh let's 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 stand up for fun today or, or whatever it is but you know it's it's not what I like to do. Why you can't? Well, no, I, I, well, when I saw this story, I no, I can't. But I was oh. when I saw, I thought of the uh, episode of The Office where Dwight's bouncing around on the bouncy ball, <laughs> and, and then Jim comes over and stabs it with the with his scissors to break it. That's exactly. 
So it's it's a standing desk, but instead of standing on the boring flat floor, you're standing on a mini trampoline. Yeah, and, exactly. And a company is making this product, and and I, I guess mini trampolines haven't been invented before. Um, but here, this company is making it for this specific application. <laughs> is this big money? Is, well, what is the difference between this it'll and a mini trampoline? Be a, it'll probably be an incredible success, and I'm going to be eating my words right now, but I think this is the dumbest idea I've ever seen. If I was on Shark Tank, I would be Kevin O'Leary, take this thing behind the barn and shoot it. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be And for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. It's basically just a standing desk. With a trampoline. A trampoline. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, writing? They also, have, they also have a platform here that attaches directly to the trampoline. So what, the... That doesn't. Oh, I see. Like the the iPad. It's like a little iPad stand. Yeah. So oh, you can bounce while in a Zoom meeting. Apparently, this would have to be only at home, right? I mean, to 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 imagine anyone bringing this into a place of business and trying to be taken seriously while you're standing on a trampoline. There's no way you can type and bounce at the same time. I think that's... No, first of all, yeah, exactly. But second of all, you're going to walk up to somebody like, hey, I have a question for you. Oh, sure. Can you get off the trampoline? I, I want to actually have a conversation with you. Stop stop playing around. I mean, come on. Come on. I don't, I've never worked in an office setting, so I don't even know really how the, uh, the standing desk works. Can, can you imagine getting, like, reprimanded or getting, like, bad feedback from your boss while he's bouncing on a trampoline? <laughs> you, you, you want to see me, boss? Yeah, come on in. He's, he's, he's just standing at his desk on a little trampoline, just hopping around, hippity-hopping around. Uh, your progress report was not the best this quarter. Sir, do you mind getting off the trampoline? Can I, can I really take you seriously? Are you joking? Is this just a, is, is it a joke? I can't tell. How much was that? How much, how much are they selling it for? If it's anything over $20, it's too much. $459? Holy cow. Oh my goodness. The, Big eyes. The, the Bellicon workplace model is priced at $459. Um, oh my god. No thanks. Big eyes. No man. thanks. But it comes in at least three different colors. Uh, that's important. Oh wow! Well, you know what? That that absolutely important. Uh, beautiful blue, um, uh, an orange, and a lime green. Maybe this is a QVC product. Let's get Lori over there to try to see how many of these can, she can sell. That's probably the best spot for it. I, I would imagine the so. stay at home, the, the work spot. from home. You know. <laughs> oh man, I am. Uh, I've got to get home for dinner soon because this story reminded me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which one? The steakhouse. Oh, the, steakhouse. the steakhouse, which is uh, where I, uh, I, I spend my best moments inside of a steakhouse. <laughs> in New York? <laughs> Throughout my life, not in New York. I've not been to a steakhouse in New York. How do you say this, Peter Luger? Oh, yep. That's how you say it. Isn't it Luger? I'm pretty sure it's Luger. Okay. Well. Peter Loser. <laughs> Peter Loser. Acclaimed Brooklyn Steakhouse Peter Loser, or Luger, excuse me, thinks it's found a way to make indoor dining at 35% uh, a little less awkward, which I guess is the capacity in New York. Following the footsteps of the Inn at Little Washington, the one Michelin-starred steakhouse has outfitted its main dining room with celebrity mannequins as part of an inventive and somewhat creepy partnership with Madame Tucson's New York. Uh, so beginning today, customers can slice into one of the restaurant's porterhouse steaks under the watchful gaze of 
Two-time Golden Globe recipient John Hamm. <laughs> Wax figures of Audrey Hepburn and Jimmy Fallon are also seated in the restaurant, while journalist Al Roker is stationed at the entranceway to direct customers to Peter Luger's second floor. Why do they have Al Roker directing customers? <laughs> he can't sit down and enjoy a steak? <laughs> the mannequins will remain on the premises through March 1st, which uh, I guess is done because the story is from February 25th. Um, so we should maybe call the restaurant and see if they're still doing this. <laughs> It'd be interesting. We should see. Uh, we should see how much business picked up because of it. So this this story was written on February twenty fifth. Um, <laughs> for some reason, it's in today's show, but it's going to be done on March first, which was just over a month ago. So I'm curious <laughs> to see if they have continued this practice or uh, if they're done. What does anyone know the capacity of restaurants in New York right now? Is it's it's more than thirty five percent, right? Maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm looking it up. Have you, guys, have you guys ever been to the Wax Museum? Yeah, I, I think I was in one in Niagara Falls, uh, like, I don't know, like 12 years ago, a while ago. I don't like them. They're creepy, aren't New York yeah. City restaurants allowed to operate indoor dining at 50% starting March 19th. Oh, so they must have had to take out a few people. I wonder who got the axe. <laughs> uh, Look at that. Well, it seems like know, Al Roker that. has a job, so he probably got kept. You know, he's directing traffic, <laughs> but Audrey Hepburn's just taking up a table, so she probably had to leave eventually. Yeah, I think I know a lot of these restaurants go. we go to. They say we have a very strict one and a half hour time limit, so yeah, she's definitely waiting. <laughs> that does, you know, I don't think that looks like Al Roker. No, the, even the John Hamm one like bothers me. There's just it's the it John Hamm like, one's okay, but I don't know. It's these aren't the best uh, wax figures. I've seen better. But yeah, they're, they're, they're creepy as hell, man. Yeah. I don't, I don't like think it. the museum's going to give their best wax figures to a restaurant. <laughs> a, a Michelin star restaurant, Alex? I don't even know what that is. Alex, you and I were talking about this the other day. Um, weren't we? Yeah. Was no, a Michelin star restaurant's a, a, like a top tier restaurant. It's one of the best restaurants in the world. Really? We should go here and get a steak. I wouldn't. I think the Audrey Hepburn is my favorite out of this. Maybe because it looks the like the least trying to be realistic. It looks like a little fake, you know, and it looks like it just looks like a doll. As like these other ones are like really trying to be real and they're not quite right, and that's when it really starts to bother you. Um, this restaurant, Peter Luger Steakhouse in Brooklyn since 1887, 8,359 reviews on Google reviews, 4.4 stars. Two weeks ago from Mr. Myth. Ordered the burger to go. It came with only onions and cheese. Also, maybe I'm crazy, but if I pay over 20 bucks for a burger, it would be nice to get some fries. Not impressed. <laughs> One star. Nice. Wow. Doesn't sound too good. Steak was tough and flavorless. ordering a burger from a steakhouse. A steak that was tough true. and flavorless. The wine was not good. They couldn't even make the cream spinach taste good. Very expensive. It's in a void, which is not a sentence. One star. Wow. Are you reading only the one stars? Uh, no, these are just about the most popular. No, I'm just uh, from, uh, let's see. New York Times hit the nail on the head. It might have once been good, but was not 
all that when we ate there. The onion and tomatoes was just your average onion and tomato. The wedge was nothing special. The potato was small. The famous bacon was a big fat piece, but eh. And the steak. I've had way better. I also found it very inexcusable that there isn't anything or anyone that tells you it's cash or debit card only. If you're a steak connoisseur, this isn't the place for you. One star, Reagan Mackey in Buffalo, New York. Well, there you go. Max is giving all his stellar reviews of it. I'm sure we'll get one more one star of this. This may be the most overrated steakhouse restaurant I have ever been to. I understand the value of its long-standing history, but the meal didn't even get remotely close to matching a type. Do yourself a favor and avoid this overrated and overhyped steakhouse. The steak lacked flavor, the sides were awful, some even cold, and their famous burger came out dry with a crouton bun. Save your money and don't go here. Local guide, one star! What what, what are their overall rankings so that people who are listening to this get a better picture of what these people are actually saying? <laughs> Uh, 4.4 stars. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> Most of them are good. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, not all of them. <laughs> I went to the place because I heard about the great steaks. Well, I saw nothing special about it. To me, way overranked in price. Don't believe the hype. I had much better steak in places, much less expensive. One star. Peter. <laughs> Peter Yak is New York. I will say the New York Times did give it 0.8 stars. 0.8? Wait, 0.8 out of 10? I think if I if I read this correctly. There's no way. No, 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 no way. There's no way. The headline is Peter Luger used to sizzle. Now it sputters. Oh, man. That's a shot. That's a huge shot. The most relevant review is... Oh, yeah. 0.8 out of 4. Out of four? Out of four? What? 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 Uh, publication is this? The New York, New York Times. Times. The failing New York Times. Point eight out of four. Yeah, I know. What a joke. Seems out pretty... of four. That's what it says. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, How do you boy. go to point eight? They must have like some kind of scoring. Some proprietary New York Times secret scoring method. Yeah. Oh boy. Only point eight. Jeez. Um. <laughs> What about um well first of all before we before we finish um I I do want to mention and I didn't even put the story in here but I have a lot to say about it uh the Prince Harry story but before that wh- what is this winery that's offering jobs do people need jobs I heard that employers are looking for employees like big time right now like they're trying to find people to work a lot of people don't want to work right now so a lot of employers are like, hey, we, we need people to work here. It's 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 an employee market, as they would say. Mm. But who this story, this uh this winery, if you need a job, check this out. What's the pay? I'm looking for a job. <laughs> Maybe right here. Third year or starting the fourth year of med school. We'll see. Well, uh, to be honest, I didn't have a chance to read this entire story oh! through. So I was hoping you wouldn't mention it. <laughs> forget it we'll move on forget it i saw the headline a winery will pay you ten thousand dollars a month to work and live rent free in sonoma oh I, I do know this story actually Alex. i had to put it in there it says here the application open to those 21 years or older uh requires a video resume explaining why the candidate believes this is their dream job you well. can apply from now until june 30th 
and the job will roughly begin in September. Uh, it's a year gig, though? Yeah, no, it's a year-long position in Sonoma. So you get 120 a year. Free rent. Job begins in September. Um, wow. That's pretty good. This has got to be like, I mean... It says here they will work with the new employee to define their passions and carve out their place in the wine world. I mean, this has got to be like a, an incredibly uh, high-demand job. I mean, there's got to be like thousands of applicants, oh, right? I have to, yeah. I mean, think about that. Drink wine and... They'll fine-tune your palate for you. Man, I could use that. Maybe I'll apply. <laughs> See what I can do. It's no, it's it's a really cool story. Um, maybe Prince Harry will look into it. I mean, he, he's taking out as many jobs as he can. Taking out a lot of jobs right now. Uh, so <laughs> what could you even say in a in a video interview that would make them pick you? Well, I think you have to be hammered first, and the wine is like <laughs> spilled all over the table in front of you, and just be like, "Look how much I love the wine. I'm drinking <laughs> you your think wine." That's the kind of person they want to hire. <laughs> <laughs> You're hired. I'm a hard worker. <laughs> Spitting all over the place. Oh Absolutely, I'd love to see those Zoom interviews and see <laughs> the different tactics people come up with. There's, I, I guarantee, there's a ton. But uh, Prince Harry is is he's got a few new jobs, but he's a life coach now. He's a life coach. Good a- job, Max. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank great. you, Zach. Thank You're you, doing Zach. Great. Here's a hundred and ten thousand dollars salary. <laughs> Way to get yeah, him. so he he's now the chief impact officer at a life coach firm. Better Up uh, Incorporated, a for-profit startup based in San Francisco, uh, the coaching and mental health firm. Yeah, sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, get in so there I'm and not get really it. sure what this job is or what qualifications you need for it, but something tells me this is just entirely a marketing ploy for them to get more people to sign up for whatever their life coaching is. Because I can't imagine a prince born into royalty is really going to have that much impact on a life coaching firm. I mean, what, what can he say? Oh, I have all these unique situations where I've faced so much adversity and I can really help those people who are just down on their luck. He's got years of business experience and he can run a business. He, he's, he may be the biggest victim in the entire world, so obviously this is the best position for him, so he can teach others about how to overcome some of those challenges. Uh, BetterUp repl- uh, released a statement from Prince Harry himself uh, who explained what he wants to accomplish. As BetterUp's first chief impact officer, my goal is to lift up critical dialogues around mental health, build supportive and compassionate communities, and foster an environment for honest and vulnerable conversations. And my hope is to help people develop their inner strength, resilience, and confidence. Is that a real title? Chief Impact Officer? No, it's not a real title. That sounds so fake. It is fake. What is he doing? Impact. You know, He's I, making an impact. Okay. I, I want to talk to HR at this this firm, BetterUp. You know, <laughs> is he showing up to work? Is he putting a 9-to-5 job? Is he going there in the office? <laughs> What's going on? He joined the Aspen Institute. He took another job pretty much the same week. He joined the Aspen Institute, voicing concern about an avalanche of misinformation in the digital world. Prince Harry is joining the Aspen Institute's new Commission on Information Disorder as a commissioner. Uh, Harry and 14 other commissioners and three co-chairs will conduct a six-month study on the state of American misinformation and disinformation. 
So he, he obviously has a, a few more jobs than he probably needs. Uh, he has a deal with Well, I Netflix. also see a story here from April 1st saying he's taking some much-needed time off. <laughs> yeah, so he's obviously... Spread too thin. Yeah, he's, he's spread too thin. Him and, him and um, Megan are just exhausted. Uh, gallivanting around the United States, talking to Oprah, doing these interviews. Chief impact officer, a commissioner... Big names, big titles. He, he, need, a, he needs a break from starting all these new jobs. He has a deal with Netflix that he's done nothing with. In fact, I think there was a breaking news today that he's finally thinking about starting getting something going with Netflix. Mm. He has a contract with them. He's put out nothing. With Netflix? Yeah. He's put out nothing. But today he made a comment where he's like, yeah, we're going to start working on it. Okay, I'll slow down a little bit. He also has a deal with Spotify, one of the most expensive Spotify deals in the history of Spotify. He's put out one podcast, one podcast, about 30 minutes long with him and Megan and their, and their uh, baby on the podcast, oh, which is, nice. by the way, great radio when a, when a baby is on uh, the podcast. The first words. Yeah, ex- his first word, crocodile, <laughs> is revealed. Uh, <laughs> Harry admits... Oh, yeah, our son Archie, his first word was crocodile. <laughs> Excuse I me? I don't even think, like, like six-year-olds can say crocodile. No! <laughs> what the hell? They can't even do basic math, and his baby can say crocodile. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. Uh, so, um... <laughs> I don't know. He, he he admitted that on um, James Corden's show. So he's got a deal with Netflix, a deal with Spotify. He's a commissioner for the Espen Institute. And now he's a brand new role, the chief impact officer at Better Up Startup. How do these people keep giving him jobs? I'd, I'd love to talk to HR at one of these companies to see, like, <laughs> hey, you know, you hired this person. He's got three other jobs. He's, he's doing interviews across the country. And now he wants to take a break. Can I talk to HR about this hiring decision? Is this really good for your company to put your faith into this person spread so thin? I, I, I guess. Chief impact officer, no less. A joke. Your commissioner. What a disaster. So, but yeah, they're Alex. You're right. They're taking some time off. Um, Where are they? This summer. This summer, some real quality time together with him and uh, Meghan Markle. So. They obviously have not been be together. Nice. There, there's, I mean, it's not like there's a global pandemic going on. They're probably not together. They're out doing everything, just flying around the country, flying around the world. No, no problem. They're, they haven't seen each other in months, but now they'll be able to spend some quality time together this summer. Oh, I'm so happy for them. God. I, I just don't get how this is real, but I, I don't know. Maybe I'm the one that's out of touch, but just don't, don't get he's just, it. He's just trying to find his place in the world, Max. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That one thing he's truly passionate about. Well, we'll wish him luck in his endeavors. Him and Megan. I, I don't, I don't understand how you can do a, a, a Netflix show and a podcast. Like, I he's think, not. I think, he's not. <laughs> he's doing neither. Actually, he's doing neither. <laughs> Someone get Netflix on the phone and tell them that. You know, you're spending all this money. You've you've just recently raised rates. You're you're getting rid of uh, the password sharing deal that was a big story with Netflix, and uh, you're spending all this money on uh, Harry and Meghan to make a show and nothing, nothing. What if I brought my subscription based on that news? It was big news. Contract with Netflix or contract with Spotify. But yeah, you know, yeah, we'll get to it. No problem. We want to take a little break. Yeah, we're tired. 
me out of here. <laughs> we can take over a Spotify contract. I know. That's what I'm thinking. We could do a pretty good deal can with Spotify. Someone needs to get John Spotify on the phone to see if we can cut a deal. That's his name? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. Hey, like, I don't Zach, think so. Zach, look up. Gullible's written on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> what? All right. Let's get out of here. Are you guys ready to go? Let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, on that note. Uh, get me out of here. Well, if you uh, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us at Twitter at Cutting Out Early, on Instagram at Cutting Out Early Podcast. You can send us a message to our email, Cutting Out Early Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and as always, you can uh, directly email Max, directly email Zach. Just don't directly email me. Uh, Please do. Tell them we're hoping. Tell so. them how poor of a job they're doing, or you can send me a message and let me know that I'm doing a great job. Uh, We hope you enjoyed this week's show. Please like, review, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a couple friends. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. We will talk to everybody next week. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. We'll do it. We'll make it happen. Make it happen. (laughs) Enjoy the weather, Michigan. (laughs) See you guys.